If you ever have a chance to visit St. Peter's Basilica, it's hard to miss the statues in St. Peter's Square. One is St. Peter, the other one is St. Paul. You can distinguish them because Peter's holding keys and St. Paul is holding a sword. St. Peter holding the keys to the kingdom is the first pope. St. Paul holding the weapon that was used to end his life as he was beheaded. But there are two saints who were there at the beginning, and both of them were unique people. In fact, I would imagine if Jesus hadn't touched the lives of both of them, that these two men might have never have met. But they were there at the beginning, they're part of the foundation of the church. And Pope Francis, on his feast day last year, offered these words. We are indebted, we are indebted to St. Peter and St. Paul for the gift of faith. Pope Francis said it's at the core. It's always and only the love of Christ that generates faith and carries the church ahead. St. Peter and St. Paul received the mercy and grace of God, and they were won over by Christ. Now why do I say without Jesus these two men might have never met? Because their backgrounds were so different. St. Peter, we know, was a fisherman. St. Peter was a married man. That's interesting, our first pope is a married man. And now most of the priests in the church are people who cannot get married. There's a reason, there's a history for that. But St. Peter placed his faith in his ability to find fish when he couldn't see them. That's what a fisherman does. He placed his faith in God, that God would provide for him and for his family. And when he left his nets behind and came and followed the Lord, Peter didn't always see in the ways that Jesus would have liked him to see. If we think about what happened during the Transfiguration, when Peter and James and John are on the mountaintop with Jesus, and Elijah and Moses come and join them, well, Peter thinks that that's kind of the end because he wants to stay there forever. But Jesus lets him know they have to come down off the mountain because there's work that needs to be done. And then at the Last Supper, when Jesus invites his followers to have, his feet, have their feet washed by him, Peter says, not me, Lord, you're not going to wash my feet. And Jesus says to him, well, if I don't wash your feet, then you can't have the inheritance I'm promising you. Then Peter changes his mind and said, well, if that's the case, then why don't you wash all of me? Because I want to be part of the plan that you have. But then hours later, we know that Peter forgot everything that Jesus had taught him and even denied knowing Jesus three times. St. Paul, on the other hand, was a very educated man, a man who was a skilled craftsman who made tents, a man who had a chance to persecute the early Christians before he met the Lord on the road to Damascus. St. Paul's life was changed immediately on that day, but there were others who helped St. Paul see what Paul needed to see. And St. Paul became the greatest salesman of the Christian faith. The letters he wrote, the example he gave, people noticed and people followed and people accepted what he had to say. The lives of St. Peter and St. Paul weren't a piece of cake. We heard the story of Peter being bound in chains and put in prison, and due to a miracle, he was saved. But as I mentioned before, he was later martyred. 
He was one who was crucified near where St. Peter's Basilica is today. And St. Paul was beaten and left for dead, and he was in prison too. Yet even these hardships didn't keep them from proclaiming what Jesus came to offer to them. They were witnesses in the world to the good news of Jesus Christ. And I think in their roles, they offer us great examples. Because Peter was the first pope, the first leader, and we're invited to lead others to Christ by what we say and by what we do. And St. Paul was given the message which he shared broadly throughout the known world at that time. And we have the opportunity to live our faith and share the good news that Jesus Christ has given to us. We have a chance today to give thanks to God for whoever it was, or for all of those people, depending on who we are, who took time to share the faith with us, who took time to teach us to pray, who took time to invite us to have a belief that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. They were won over to Christ, and we were won over to Christ too. And so on this feast of St. Peter and St. Paul, we have a chance to reflect on the lives of two believers in Jesus Christ. But I think we also have a chance to reflect on the lives of those who have touched our life. We give thanks to God for this, gift, this great feast day. But most especially, we give thanks to God for sending his son Jesus, in whom we place our hope, in whom we place our faith, and who invites us to gather at this table this morning.